It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What kind of impact will Sam Williams have in year one for the Cowboys? And what's Jalen Tolbert's upside in year one and in year two? All that and so much more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your Locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Locked Network, your on. team every day. Locked On. Locked On Cowboys. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. I am Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. He is Landon McCool. Check him out at McCoolBCB. Landon, how are you doing today, sir? Good. You know, I'm excited to kind of pour through these guys and sort of try to figure out. We, we know the names. We kind of know that the, we've heard some kind of brief scouting reports. Now it's time to kind of dive in a little deeper and see how these guys actually fit on the team that they've been drafted. Yeah, absolutely. If you didn't get a chance to listen to our uh, Monday episode, we kind of broke down all of the Cowboys draft picks very briefly. Over the next few days, we're going to take our time to, to really dive in today. We are looking at the Cowboys day two picks, Sam Williams, also known as D Williams, as he wants to be called uh, and Jalen Tolbert. But let's start with D Williams. Uh, Landon, we, we had an idea that the Cowboys were very interested in him yeah. pre-draft. We had a feeling that if he was there at 56, they probably would take him and they did. So over the last couple of days, um, what have you learned about him or what are your just general thoughts about D Williams? Yeah, just kind of just getting used to what kind of player he is. Uh, you know, he's extremely, extremely explosive. I mean, I think that that's the top line with this guy is ex- extremely explosive first step. I mean, he really, really gets off the ball well. Uh, you know, I think that the thing that fascinates me the most is kind of getting to watch this guy outside of that Miami, uh, Ole Miss defense. Oh, you know, I hate it, it so it, much. It, it, it's just it just really put him in a lot of kind of disadvantageous positions, and frankly, mm-hmm. you know, I thought he really uh, availed himself very well in some of those spots. I mean, you know, he's playing like a four eye, he's playing like a five, like he's just basically upside the tackle. He's got no angle, you know. He's got no. you know he's playing guys that are. I mean, I watched him play in Alabama. He's going up against Evan Neal, and 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 there's times when Neal's trying to like uh, take him out in the run block and uh, with a run block, and he's just like shivering him and just getting around him and, and like the fact that he's able to do stuff like that i mean i saw snaps with against uh, again against alabama where he's playing three technique yeah. and he's and he's swiping and he's getting inside and 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 and, and making plays I, I just i can't wait to see what this guy can do because his with his skill set and, and the physical tools that he has i can't wait to see what this guy does with a little bit more of a widened stance and and, and an angle because like I said, he's 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 explosive. He's got good power. Um, you know, his change of direction is pretty good. It's not. He's. Not, I don't think he's running under the table. He has the ankle flexing to kind of get around the corner. It's not his strength, but, though, right? Yeah, it's definitely not like you know he's like ducking under the table or 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 ghost ghost moving folks left and right. It's a lot of speed to power trying to beat you outside, then cutting back inside. Uh, you know, I think he has kind of an incomplete. 
uh, uh, you know, skill set as a as a pass rusher. But what he does have is a pass rush move and a constraint that. And again, we've talked about that before. That's enough to kind of get you started in the NFL if it's good enough. I think as he continues to kind of work on his footwork, especially uh, and and some of his hand usage. Uh, he'll go from being a very useful rotational pass rusher, which I think is what he'll start out as, to a more complete player, I think, hopefully, as the season goes on this year. Yeah, we, we should also mention the backstory here a little bit. This is somebody who does not have a lot of football experience. So he was a really good basketball player in high school. Uh, during his senior year, uh, he actually transferred schools, um, and he played linebacker. During his senior year, that was the first time he ever played football uh, a zero star recruit. And then he goes to, he goes to a junior college for two years, goes to Ole Miss. And all of a sudden you're playing in the sec and you're playing as a 250 pound three time thing. Like good luck, man. It's that's awfully hard when you don't have a lot of football experience. And he, and he rose to the occasion. I mean, he had 13 yeah. sacks in the sec with another, you know, seven tackles for loss. That's incredibly impressive. I mean, uh, we saw that I think his PFF pass rushing grade was over 90. I mean, yeah, so, like, well, uh, he clearly so has skills here. here. So his first year playing at Ole Miss, uh, so this would be his fourth total year playing football, third year playing end, comes in as a, I guess it would be a sophomore at Ole Miss and leads the team in sacks. Comes back next year, leads the team in tackles for a loss in sacks. And then this year he leads the SEC. Uh, he I believe he's second in uh, the SEC in sacks. First team all SEC. I mean, he was he was really good in terms of production this year. It's just, man, there, there's you do wonder like, what's the upside if this guy's just not been playing a lot of football? And conversely, like, how far away is he from contributing in the NFL? I mean, the good thing is that he has he has that burst. He has a way to counter that burst. I think I said that's enough to get him on the field. The rest is gonna ha- he's gonna have to learn a lot. Like I said. His footwork is kind of all over the place. There's no kind of uh, marriage between his hands and his feet. Um, you know, he he can kind of tend to lose balance at times because I think his feet just sort of kind of go all over the place at times. Uh, you know, he's he's powerful. He's he's very powerful for a yeah. guy his size. But if he loses momentum uh, and he kind of just stands up, he loses effectiveness. He doesn't have a plan. Um, he's not. You know, he's he's only he's six three two sixty. He's not going to be a guy that's like. Uh, uh, you know, being able to go toe to toe with, you know, 320, 330 yeah. pound offensive tackles, you know, with, with, when he's just standing up. So when he's on the move, he's incredibly dangerous. If you're able to kind of get him uh, to slow down or if you're able to stop his momentum, uh, then likely he's he's basically done for the snap. Uh, all right. A couple stats here, courtesy of Pro Football Focus. I reached out to them about Sam Williams. So 222 snaps this year came as a four eye or as a three technique or as a nose tackle. That is a lot of snaps yeah, basically playing inside. Now, on snaps where he is playing head up on the tackle or further out, so basically like an edge rusher, right? Or like what we expect him to do, his grade was 90.2 as a – or excuse me – 91.2 as a pass rusher, 80.2 overall. Still struggled a little bit as a run defender. It's just not his strength. And you're not you're you're drafting him because of his pass rush ability, but a 91 grade when basically you're lining him up as a defensive end. And one of the things that I did today, the plan in this, I went back and I looked at the senior bowl tape because you actually yeah. get to see him a couple times, like lining up as a traditional four-three end. And he won 
almost every rep. Uh, there was a there was a snap against Darian Kennard playing right tackle uh, on day two. He just ran right past him. I think Kennard maybe got a pinky on him. Maybe <laughs> there was another rep against Mac Max Mitchell, who the Jets drafted in the fourth round, where he kind of takes a step outside and goes back inside, like kind of up and under yep. move yep. to the quarterback. So it's hard to find those instances when he's just being able to go back and rush the passer. But when he does, he's pretty effective. Yeah. I mean, again, it's, it, he's a niche player, but that one niche is pretty valuable and, 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 and is a need that the Cowboys have. And uh, it's one of those situations where, He's kind of a one-trick pony right now, but again, that that one trick uh, is Super very valuable. valuable, and it's and it's such that it's good enough, and he has kind of constraints that he can at least get himself on the field and, and valuable give you valuable snaps uh, as he's kind of working into becoming the larger. You know, I mean, he's not right now. He's definitely not. He's he's part of a rotation. He's going to be part of a rotation for a while. The hope is the ceiling with this guy is that eventually if he can learn to be a better run player, if he can learn to refine his footwork a little bit, maybe in like two years from now, he could be your full-time starting defensive end and, and not need as much rotation yeah. because he has just a, a, a set of physical tools that are incredibly impressive. Uh, I want to get to some comps that we have for him. But before we do that, I'll tell you guys about Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, including league reviews and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering needs, including live betting, the playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right. Um, I know I compared uh, Sam Williams, D. Williams to to Dante Fowler, kind of coming out of school. I still think he could have that kind of impact in the NFL. I don't know if he's going to be your ever your number one edge rusher, but somebody on the opposite side that gives you some athleticism and some motor and can really clean up a lot of sacks. I think he could be a valuable player. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, uh, uh, a very high end number two pass rusher is what I think he can, you know, his ceiling can be. He's he's I mean, you know, I honestly he may be able to develop into a, a 10 sack guy, I think. I mean, maybe he'll have a couple of those seasons if, if he hits his ceiling a couple years down the road. But it, it, it's kind of probably going to be dependent a lot on the rest of the team around him, because I could see him having years where he has a bunch of pressures that just don't turn into sacks. But if he's on a really good team and quarterbacks are forced to hold the ball because of that athleticism and hustle, all of a sudden that's 12 sacks, right? I, I certainly could see something like that. I also think that he plays with such good pad level when he gets off the ball initially that he could give you some snaps inside as a three technique. I mean, we I saw him do it against Alabama already. Uh, I, I don't know that I'm going to try to do that full time, but if you're just talking about – um, you know, like rotating these guys in using NASCAR package, that sort of thing. Uh, I, I think that that is, you know, something that he could do. I, I just think that 
you're getting a guy who, if he can hone his footwork a little bit, he can be a four to five sack guy, I think, pretty quickly. But the question is, like, where, how much higher does he go from there, right? Does he become a, a, a complete defensive end? Can he become a 10 sack guy? That's, you know, I think all kind of in front of him right now. He has the kind of physical tools that those guys usually do. But, I mean, he still has a long way to go uh, from a skill set uh, point of view. One of the themes from this draft is the Cowboys are not taking complete, polished, ready-to-go players, right? That's certainly not the case with Tyler Smith. Certainly not the case with Sam Williams. Uh, a little bit that way with Gio Tolbert, Matt Leska. Like, they're taking guys that I think they're banking on their coaching to, to really improve these guys going forward. Um, and I, I think that's a, a wise strategy. We'll see if it pays off. Let's talk about Jalen Tolbert because um, yep. we actually haven't had to have many conversations about Tolbert because, and you pointed this out on yesterday's show, just didn't spend a lot of time on small school receivers uh, because we know that the Cowboys have historically not loved those guys under Will McClay. As small schools we get is like Michael Gallup coming from Colorado State, which is not all that small. So uh, when you went back and watched the tape on Jalen Tolbert, what did you see? long arms with, with big mitts. I mean, he's got real uh, nice size hands. And I think that's why you're seeing a lot of the kind of catch radius stuff that you see from what that I'll talk about in a sec, but I mean, it, it really helps him make those kind of basket catches down the field when he's, when he's able to get past corners uh, and make those kind of highlight real contested catches that you're seeing uh, in his kind of highlights. I mean, to describe this guy, he is a silky smooth field stretcher. I mean, that's basically what he does. He's a reliable hands catcher. He runs routes with little wasted motion, shifts and cuts without losing speed. Um, he has really impressive start stop. I think you know he really is able to kind of stop on a dime, uh, and then if he receives the ball, has a very good initial burst getting up the field. I think he ran like a one four nine or something like that in this ten yard split, which is really really good. Uh, he plays the game with a lot of swag. He's, he's got like an attitude, a physical attitude. Yeah. I love it. Uh, he's he's in the corners' faces. He's he's letting them know who caught the ball, who cut the touchdown. Um, uh, that enthusiasm, though, uh, is in the passing game, but it doesn't extend to the run game. No, not he, a he's 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 a very bare minimum blocker. You see, the effort is just uh, kind of he's like he's taking a rest. It's 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 borderline. Uh, uh, old Baylor wide receiver yeah. type where they where they aren't even doing anything right. Um, Gallup is the obvious comparison here, uh, but but they play with very different on field personas. Tolbert oh, yeah. is more aggressive. Uh, Gallup is more kind of a fun loving guy. You know, you see, he always smiles. This guy seems more like a killer. Uh, I, I, have, I haven't listened to his interview too much. I've only listened to the secret audio, but I, I'm interested to see exactly what kind of guy he is. Uh, he doesn't have like huge lateral change of direction ability. No, he's uh, he's yeah. not. But I mean, and I very similar though to CD. Like CD tested the very very similar uh, to to Jalen Tolbert. I think he's gonna make his living on go routes, stop routes, and like cro field crossing routes. Right, more yeah. more than more than hard breaking in in and out routes. You know, uh, I like digs or or outs. I think that's. He, he'll have more success with kind of ones where he can run and run through zones. Like he understands zone coverage and, and you could see him feeling the windows 
uh, of the zone coverage as he's running through zones and, and, and kind of slowing down a tick to kind of linger in, in the, uh, in the seams of the, of the uh, zone to present his quarterback, a big target mm-hmm. to, to kind of you know, help facilitate that. And, and it's interesting because it, you know, when I first watched him, uh, I, I was like, I don't know how this guy is going to play in the slot or how well he's going to operate in the slot because He's not, you know, he certainly is. He's not Cole Beasley, you know, or, or that type of player where no, he's, he's like no, no. shaking dudes out of their socks with a whip route or anything like that. But the one thing he does do well, like I said, is he understands zone coverage to the point where he can find the soft spot, present a big target. Uh, and he's got, you know, he's really good with contested catches and he's got long arms and big hands. So he'll make he's not afraid to t- take a hit when he's catching the ball and he'll hold on to it. Uh, I think his combo of catch radius and zone coverage recognition is what's going to make him very deadly on crossing routes specifically. I think him coming from the slot and running long crossing deep routes, he's really going to be difficult to cover just because he uh, have an understanding and how to, you know, quickly get away. And he has a very subtle push off, which I like. Uh, It's very, it's senior bowl too. He did that. all. Yeah. Great. It's really, it's really, I mean, it's really advanced for a guy that, you know, isn't from a big school necessarily, but the way he gets to the top of his routes and leans into the guy and kind of hides his hand and then able to push off while coming back. Like I said, I think stop routes and go routes again, much like D Williams, right. Where, he has a lot to develop in his in his uh, uh, you know his route tree, much like D. Williams has a lot to develop in his pass rush mm-hmm. move uh, toolkit. Despite that, he's so good at, at running the deep route, at, at about getting open down the field, and then the constraint of that right, which is the stop route, like the go stop. Like he's so good at those, that's enough to get him on the field and make him a, at least a, an immediately productive player in some way. Uh, as he's kind of learning more of the position, where does he win? He's a large catch radius, deep threat, some unanswered questions. Where can he improve after the catch? I just didn't see much of a guy who is a big yak guy. And Ooh, I, I don't think I might disagree. I, I, okay, okay, good. I, I, to me, I saw a guy who he wasn't terribly creative with the ball in his hands. And he, and it wasn't that he didn't break tackles. It's just that I, I didn't see, it just wasn't a huge part of his game to me. It felt like it, there was too many times when I saw him being t- taken down by guys who are lesser than DBs, especially considering the competition yeah, he's playing, sure. you know? So, uh, um, all thoughts. right. So background stuff on him before I disagree with you about the, the yak stuff. Um, okay. didn't play a lot of high school football. He made the varsity team as a sophomore and was a backup. It wasn't until his senior year that he finally got to play and he put up some good numbers he actually got recruited by some big schools, including yeah. Michigan State and I believe it was Vanderbilt. But because he's from Mobile, Alabama, he decided to stay home, closer to his family. And that's why I played at South Alabama. It wasn't because he wasn't talented enough. He just decided to stay home, which I get. Um, Mardi Gras, you know? Yeah. He wanted to stay close to Mardi yeah. Gras. <laughs> I don't, don't blame him. <laughs> um, if you look at like his career numbers, very good, right? The first year of his career, didn't play a ton. Second year, good. You know, he had a couple games that were nice. The final final game of his sophomore year, 144 yards. His junior year was pretty good. A lot of games like in the 90s, a couple hundred yard games. But he really, really started to put together the last 14 games of his career. So last 14 games at South Alabama, 97 receptions, 1,800 yards, and 11 touchdowns. Now, you could even condense that a little further. His final uh, seven games, seven, uh, 57 receptions, 930 yards, and seven touchdowns. 
And that's actually gets some good opponents. Coastal Carolina was nine and two when they played. And I mean, one of the best defenses in the country. Uh, he played Tennessee seven catches for 143 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, played Troy. Troy's not a huge school, four catches for 65 yards and a touchdown against uh, Georgia Southern, 11 catches for 174 yards and a touchdown. Like at the end of his senior year, he started to look really, really dominant. And I, I think that's probably why some people are really, really intrigued by him. Um, I watched the Coastal Carolina game this morning. And the first two plays of the game, I don't know if you got a chance to watch this game. They mm-hmm. throw comeback routes to him. And they're like seven, eight-yard comeback routes, which he spins out of and turns it into yeah. 14 and 15. That's yeah. the part that reminded me a lot of C.D. Lambis. I definitely agree. Like I was just going to say, like, if that's what you're kind of pointing towards uh, as far as the yak situation, that is one thing that he specifically is very, very good at catching the comeback route and then peeling it back inside and using his quickness. Uh, I I definitely agree there. But see, that's to me almost the most important part of yak, right? If I could throw you a six yard pass and you can turn it into 14, all of a sudden that makes offense so much easier. Right. And I think he's got a pretty good knack of being able to quickly get his hips up field and make plays. I don't think he's going to run away from guys all that often in the NFL and he's not going to bull, you know, be a bulldozer, but I think he's pretty good at turning something into a nice little play. I I think it's maybe I should amend myself here. I I don't think he's going to make you miss a bunch of tackles. Like he's, you know what I'm saying? Like he'll catch the ball and then he will find some open space and use his speed to get through, but he's not catching like uh, an over route and then breaking a cornerback's tackle and then breaking a safety's tackle and then keep going. He he it's going to be a situation where if he catches it cleanly with no one around him, if you're not on top of him, then his quickness is so good that uh like I said, like we saw, uh I, I think about the game that I watched, I think was oh, I can't remember off the top of my head, but it was a very similar situation where it was on the right side of the sideline and he ran like a 19-yard comeback or it was a very mm-hmm. deep comeback catches the ball the corner is like just a step and a half away but that's still too much for uh uh, for for tolbert because as soon as he tries to get there he peels back inside sprints upfield then gets back to the sideline is able to beat everybody to the end zone so it actually reminded me a little bit of like a younger amari cooper like that's what amari was really good at those kind of plays where yeah it's i don't think anybody thinks amari is a great player after the catch but he made a living on making a simple catch and getting more yards than he probably should have. That's where I think he's going to have a lot of value in the NFL. Um, I want to talk about his role with the Cowboys this year, where we think he's going to play and some NFL comps for him. Uh, but before we do that, I want to tell you guys about an old friend, Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock up on all the parts you need. Rock Auto has everything from engine control modules and brake parts, motor oil, and even new carpet, whether it's for your classic or your daily driver. Get everything you need, a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, we should also talk a little bit about some negatives with Tolbert. I saw him drop Mm -hmm. pretty easy passes. He's got really good hands. Like You can see him make uh, a catch outside of the framework of his body, one-handed against Tennessee. But he'll have the concentration jobs every once in a while, kind of like CeeDee Lamb. Yeah, honestly, I think that's it exactly. They seemingly, seemingly is mostly concentration drops with his drops. I mean, he has really incredible hands, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, I, I think when he drops it, it's when he's thinking about what he's doing with the ball after he catches it or, or that sort of thing. You know, he's... he's because uh, you just see him, you know, taking huge hits across the middle of the field, holding on to the ball. You see him, you know, catching the ball outside of his uh, out of his radius, and then other just impressive hands catches where, like I, I mentioned before, he's on a deep route and he doesn't ever even put his hands up. He just re- keeps reaches his hands out and catches it Willie Mays style while he's still running. Uh, it, it's 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 incredibly impressive. I mean, like the, the tracking ability he has with his eyes is as good as anybody I've watched this year. Uh, but you're right. I think that there are times when his eyes, his eyes, you know, betray him. He, he, he's watching the ball. He's a, he has it tracked. He, he has his hands where he needs to be. And then his eyes start to peek up field. And then as soon as he takes his eyes off the ball, they're just, it's just a drop. So uh, he definitely needs to, to, to focus on that a little bit, because I think that, you know, one of the things that's going to be, valuable about this player if he's going to be more than just a deep threat and i think he can be I is that he's he he's going to need to be reliable if you look at his like heat map you know uh, of where he was receiving passes it's all down the field it's all yeah. like in the middle of that deep field there's like a lot of you know there's some stuff in the middle shallow part of the field but on the outside and, and kind of in these you know slant areas or or sh- short curl areas there's just not a lot and i think it has to do with the fact that you know, it, it's he needs. He, I, I wonder if there is isn't like a a, a a a humbling thing that needs to happen here. You know, I mean, that's kind of what happens when you play at South Alabama. You're sure. by far the biggest dog. You're the focus point of the team. The it's the details that I feel like if I'm you know get a ten thousand foot view Tolbert, I think there's some details. That he needs to work on, which is to be expected. He's a rookie, but you know the block, the 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 details in the run blocking, the details in making sure you don't drop the the simple ones. Because here's the thing, dropping the simple one in the NFL is on third and two, you drop a four yard pass, and now we're off the field. And yep. that's what the Cowboys can't have. They 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 need to have uh, reliable pass catchers. They already have, and they've had some kind of volatile guys who will, you know, catch or, or not, or, you know, have a, a series of drops and, 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 and we, we've got to kind of move past yeah. that to find at least some reliability in the past, uh, the receiving core. Uh, I think this is a guy who has the ability to have incredible hands and be one of the best hands catchers on the team. But I also think that if he doesn't, keep his concentration he's going to have a lot of these stupid what are you doing tolbert kind of moments uh that he's got to fix and i went today and watched all the uh senior bowl one-on-ones that he had and it's a lot of the same like (laughs) there was one route i'm trying to both think who was against i think it was roger mccreary from auburn who got picked in the second round uh played off coverage ran right past him got like three yards of separation dropped the ball in the end zone and it's like oh it's so frustrating and then much like all kind of rookie young receivers, 
struggles with breasts. There was a rep in uh, the compete period where he was going against Tariq Wollin, the former receiver turned corner. He just didn't get off the line of scrimmage. Like Wollin just kind of stabbed him and he didn't do anything. Like he just didn't, didn't, couldn't get off the line of scrimmage. But where I see the value is when he's not pressed and he can run through zones and he's playing in the middle of the field, man, there's a lot to like because he's got speed and more importantly, he's got great body control. And yeah, really great. It comes down to my, my comp for him after watching him more this morning. First of all, I am a sucker for these receivers that are like six, one, 190 pounds. I know a lot of people want these guys to like to beef up and get a lot stronger. I kind of like the guys that are a little bit more wiry because they can contort their body down the field and make crazy catches. Uh, so my comp, you ready for this one? This is an old Let's school cowboy comp. Well, not old school. Reminds me a little bit of Antonio Bryant, a former yeah. cowboy. Yeah. Same size, kind of build up speed, but man, you can make some super athletic, acrobatic catches. Just needs to become more consistent all around in this game. Yeah, I actually think uh, I saw that as uh, on Waldman's spectrum, and I and I loved it. Did you well. really? That's great. It, yeah, That's he's 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 on that list. I think it's I think if I remember correctly, it's uh, Waldman. Uh, Waldman had a Bryant as like the second one, and here I got it. Actually, it's Tory Holt, Antonio Bryant, Jeremy Macklin. I love that. You know, because yeah. it's kind of outside the box a little bit. But I, I think you're right. I think if you look at his game, um, it it fits in that kind of mold of you know. Uh, uh, big, you know, plays bigger than he is yes. down the field player who, who's got a large ca- catch radius. He's not, he's not a burner. He's not like, I mean, he, he's got good speed, but he plays a lot faster because he's just got very little wasted yeah. motion. We should also, it, it's not like he, he's not a four, three guy, but he's not slow either. No, right? no, like no, 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 it's no. Just, he's, he's got good speed. He's got incredible initial quickness. I mean, yeah. that like I said, that first 10 yards is really, really good. Uh, and so I think he, he scares corners because he gets off, you know, when he's not on, on press, which I th- kind of to your point, I think I view this guy, especially this year, mostly as a Z and as a slot because you don't necessarily, slot. yeah, you don't necessarily want him uh, being pressed a lot. And I think he's going to scare some guys just with his ability to get with initial quickness to kind of put them in awkward spots. And it's that fear and that understanding of, of when the corners, you know, reveal their leverage and make their, their turns. That's when he's coming back off the stop route to get open in, instantly. And and I think uh, I like I the Antonio. Think, I, was, I think a slot might be the best full-time spot for him anyways. Right. Because it might be, gonna, if he's going to struggle with press coverage, Get him in the slot where you can maybe hide him from that a little bit and let him go down the middle of the scene. Like, he is really tough. There's a couple plays where that quarterback, first of all, my goodness, the quarterback there in South Alabama is bad. It's just terrible, man. Unbelievable. That's how bad he is. There's one where there's three guys on him, and he gets rocked in the end zone. Down the seam, catches it, touchdown. I mean, that's kind of stuff he's going to do really well on. Honestly, he could play safety. I mean, because there's yeah. so many times when he's having to play safety because this this quarterback puts the ball in a terrible spot or throws it when he definitely should not be throwing it to him, and yeah. and you just watch him have to like swat the ball down away from a safety. So, uh, yeah, I think Tolbert's definitely going to appreciate Dak pretty immediately when he comes in. Um, but I think you know, if, if anything, having a terrible quarterback like that kind of Probably really show, showcased yeah. his ability as as a large catch radius receiver. Yeah, so I, I fully expect the Cowboys to move him around because he did that at South Alabama, which is great, by the way. Like, to get a receiver that could already play multiple spots, uh, that's that's awesome because a lot of these guys line up at one spot in the NFL, and that's a problem. So I think he's 
probably going to play a lot of slot early on, especially when you have C.D. Lamb, Gallup, James Washington, Noah Brown, right? The slot's going to be his home. And I think I, I can see him having a really nice rookie season of 400 to 600 yards yeah. and making a couple of big plays down the field. Absolutely. I mean, I think he has a very clear spot on the team right away. Uh, and yeah, the idea being that eventually they can move all three of these guys around so that you can get, you know, the best matchup that you want versus the coverage mm-hmm. that you're receiving. All right. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in tomorrow. We're going to continue with our draft breakdowns. We're going to do uh Landon's tight end, Jake Ferguson from Wisconsin. And then my guy, Matt, well, let's go offensive tackle from North Dakota. Why are you shaking your head? Every guy you don't like is my guy. I love yeah, it. I just, it's, it's, uh... uh i'm not as down on jake ferguson as i probably was a couple days ago but we'll make sure we talk about that on the show tomorrow so make sure you guys eat a a couple more built bars you'll feel better about the whole situation certainly will shout out to built bar so follow the (laughs) podcast wherever you get your podcast check us out on youtube you can follow uh the show at lockdown cowboys you can follow landon at mccool bcb i'm at marcus underscore Mosier. we'll see you guys next time Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 